0: what is going on everybody mike curlin here from the bases load podcast and just a reminder for those who don't know we have teamed up with rotoballer this year for the 2020 season which means we're joining the rotoballer radio podcast network since 2013 rotoballer has been grinding away providing millions of fantasy baseball players their fix for in-depth mlb analysis and player news if you haven't heard Rotoballer's 2020 Draft Kit is live, and all Bases Loaded listeners can get 10% off Rotoballer's Draft Kit by using discount code BASESLOADED. Rotoballer is home to number one Fantasy Pro's accuracy ranker Nick Mariano. Next 2020 rankings and projections are available as part of Rotoballer's Draft Kit, along with printable cheat sheets, draft sleepers and busts, and more than 300 2020 player outlooks, and tons of in-season tools. All of this from Rotoballer is available for 10% off with discount code BASESLOADED. Just go to rotoballer.com slash loaded and get your draft kit today.
1: And they're wagging him with the bases loaded and intentional walk to Barry Bonds. Two and two with the bases loaded and one out.
0: Hey everybody! Welcome into I guess bases loaded live. This is our first ever live AMA. I'm here joined by Chris Clegg. You can follow him on Twitter at Roto Clegg. He is everywhere. He is doing what I used to do. He just like he's like just everywhere you can find this guy, man. He's at Fantrax, at Roto Fanatic. He's part of the Turn Two podcast. Thank you for the short. I know it was a short notice, Chris, but thank you for joining me, man. And uh, what's going on?
1: Hey, man. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's opening day. I mean. <laughs> What, Finally. what more can we ask for? We've waited for a long time.
0: We could ask for no rain and for Soto not to have COVID. That's true. That would be the, uh, that would be the uh, ideal situation. <laughs> but all in all, I figured, you know what? I see a whole bunch of buzz on Twitter. I see a whole bunch of buzz, just everything going on. And I'm like, let's go live. Let's just talk. We're going to talk about those notes, the fantasy implications. And this is an AMA. So if anybody jumps in, asks us a question about anything, Feel free we'll talk about it. I mean people are already talking about the hat. I got my boy Richie here and of course Doug talking about the hat. Uh, yeah. What's up, I, man? I I bought it and it came faster than I expected. So, Of course I got a rocket and this is my team. So I'm a big I got the I got the Mariners hat up there for the Mariners games. And but got a fast. Fast. Yeah, yeah. and going we, on here. See this is like this shows that baseball brings especially fantasy baseball brings everybody together. Look at you, Braves fan, I'm a Marlins fan. Divisional rivals, but today we get along cuz it's opening day and we don't play each other. So with that said, let's start with the big news. Obviously, we have. uh oh, I forgot his name for a second. Juan Soto, <laughs> obviously, breaking news, huge impact for fantasy. But what's your instant reaction to like everything going on? We barely, we briefly spoke about it before we press play, but we'll talk about that and then we'll get into who's replacing them.
1: Dude, it's just it's discouraging. I mean, it's the flame opening day, you know. everything's supposed to be all happy, go lucky, you know. And then here we are, a couple hours for the game, and Soto gets a positive test. It's kind of scary to an extent because he played in the exhibition games, like having it asymptomatically. And so we don't know who else could have it from the team. And then they're going to play tonight. So people could potentially expose the Yankees as well. So it's a little bit concerning, but we're going to hope that no one else gets it, that all the other tests come back negative. Uh, It's intriguing. A guy named Andrew Stevenson popped up. I I, we admit, were talking
0: about, him. yeah, we have no have idea to admit, who this
1: guy is. <laughs> yeah, I, I had never heard of him before, had to pull up his fan page to just kind of get an idea of who this guy is. But it looks like he's going to be starting in place of Soto. It, there's some interesting stuff. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, we
0: were talking. Like I said, we- this is one of the few things we actually had a chance to talk to before- talk about before we got on, and it was like I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I looked. I'm like, "Wow, this speed tool is real." I'm just looking at the fact that he has double digit steals every season from 2015 to now, and this is across every type of uh, level. We're talking from everything from uh, high A to single A, single A high A, all the way down to the triple A level that he's just stolen double digit steals, and he's hit for a decent average along the way. 285 300 you know a little bit ups and downs you know 250 ish here and there but i'm a little intrigued for my like i'm talking about like and only in the deepest of formats type of thing though what do you think though i mean maybe i'm just overreacting because i know speed's such a commodity that i just find value in this
1: yeah i don't want to overreact like (laughs) instantly look at this and be like like so like you said maybe in like a super deep league like honestly in like the deepest dynasty leagues this guy's probably not rostered and so, if you're in need of an outfielder, dude, go snag this guy. But like in a normal like twelve team league, like
0: oh no no no, you're yeah. not
1: even considering this guy. But it is intriguing. Like I mean, last season in Triple A, he hit 334 in 333 plate appearances. Like you said, he's got some intriguing speed. He stole ten bases in that time, and he's double digit steals everywhere he's been. So it's an interesting profile. It's at least worth watching exactly and
0: i mean all baseball right now is worth watching technically i mean let's just let's just get baseball but man it's so depressing to see that happen and i did get one question and i don't know if he meant to ask it for the ama or not but you're you're a dynasty guy you really enjoy that side of the ball that side of the game so i'm gonna ask you this is a four by four so i had to ask him which four categories it's four by four with home runs rbis stolen bases and average and he wants you basically of these three which one would you pick and he asked for christian robinson uh, Dylan Carlson or Marco Luciano. I'll tell you my answer
1: after you give yours. Well what were the four categories again?
0: Um home runs, RBI, stolen bases, and average. So that runs so no runs. runs. Yeah, no runs. Huh. this is tough. I gave I gave a cop out. I gave a total yeah, cop out.
1: I'm probably throwing out K Rob because just yeah. the I don't the average is concerning, the swing and miss. Uh Carlson's the nice mix the power speed. I don't know. Luciano's just the insane upside so like if i'm shooting for upside that's probably my pick but carlson's like the safer i think floor pick so oh, i don't know between those two i'll just say carlson
0: i, I like the combo it. he offers it's funny you say that because i actually said carlson if i'm winning now and Luciano long-term highest ceiling yeah that was my exact answer <laughs> and of course you have sp streamer you know logging in feels the need to give me a hard time talking about I took Alex Smith in the second round of his main event no that was the third round. No, I'm kidding. I did not take Alex Smith. I can't. <laughs> what, what is your take on Malik Smith this year? What do you expect out of him? Chris? I mean, anything
1: I have nothing. For him. Most people are pretty down on him, but honestly, like, Oh, I'm, we found a guy. <laughs> I, I, the speed's intriguing. Like if, if I'm picking somebody to lead the league in steals this year, it's probably him. Like, I think he could definitely do it. Like he just runs wild. And honestly, like the average was pretty bad last year, but I think it won't be as bad this year. Like, he's shown the ability to hit for good average. So I'm not like overly concerned that he's just going to be like a killer in batting average, but there's just no power is the concern. But if you're in need of steals, like I don't mind it. Like he's a lot better than some, some picks could be. So like I've got him in TGFBI, so I'm not overly concerned. I like the, the steals at least.
0: Gotcha. And we actually had a question here is how, how concerned should I be with Erod? I, I mean, just a little bit of the news that happened today. He's been shut down from baseball activities due to minor, and it's been quotes minor complications related to COVID nineteen. He apparently uh, what didn't feel great afterward uh, after a bullpen session uh, on Saturday. He was already coming in late to camp due to the COVID concerns. He was pushing to be ready for Opening Day. Obviously, that's not going to happen. I don't know about your level of concern. I know mine is kind of. I'm at the point where he was already like he was in that fringe top fifty for me. And then this kind of pushed him down. And now for me, like in a, in a mixed league, you can't sit around and wait for him between, he wasn't even ramped up. So now he has to get, get clear of all this, then ramp back up and then he'll be ready. So what we're talking about a month, maybe like I'm, he's droppable for me.
1: Yeah. It, it seems like a minimum of a month, probably if he's having complications, like that's concerning for sure. Mm-hmm. And if it was like a week, I think he might could wait around, but there's so many uncertainties. Like if, Certainly. I mean, at this point, like, at least I would say you're looking at a couple of weeks. And every week he misses is just another 10% of the season that he's missing. So I don't know. I you might have to move on from him. I don't think I have any shares of him actually, but if I did, I'd highly be considering moving on.
0: Yeah, I actually put in my notes that he's droppable and I actually own him in the league with the same in the same league I own Tony Disco, which Anthony Discofani also on the I. L. But this one was just like I didn't see anything about this prior to this. He had something with his like, I, forgot. I actually, of course I closed out of it, but it was like his, I'm going to, I'm going to mess this up. His right Terrace major. So I was like, what is that? I looked it up and the Terrace major is a thick muscle of the shoulder joint. It spans from the inferior aspect of the scapula to the proximal part of the humeral shaft. So it looks, and the pictures show, it's like oh well, pretty much right here for those who are watching. It's under, pretty much under your armpit almost it looks like from the back to the front of like, your shoulder which um, if, th- if that's not just going to he- – and that's a mild sprain, so I feel like that's going to take a little bit of time because sprains in general are pretty much a tear. I don't know. <laughs> I, he's becoming droppable for me. Some people – I've heard people mention he might be out only at one start, so if you have an IL spot, obviously stash him, but I'm a Tony Disco guy, and I'm ready to move on. What about you?
1: Yeah, that's concerning. I don't know a whole lot about that injury, but it based does. on based on what I just learned, I googled concerning. it.
0: I read it word for word off Google where it is and where it's located. And, yeah. uh, and I'm supposed to be a paramedic, like I, I'm supposed to know these <laughs> things, right? <laughs> no idea. I was like, "What is a terrace major?" Okay, it's a major pain in the arm. Okay, bad joke. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But- it's. It's concerning, and uh, I'm not ready to drop him. Drop him. I think that maybe it was reactionary, but I'm also if I don't have IL spots, where I have limited, and they're already taken up by guys that are more valuable than him, he is one of those first drop guys for me. I can't. Yeah, I, can't I be would biased. agree with that. Ugh, yeah, I, hate I mean, you know, I would.
1: <laughs> I'd, I'd give it a, a week and see if there's an update, and if not, you got to move on. Like if you have an IL, stash him until you need that spot for somebody better. But that's again concerning to me. And I'm supposed to be a paramedic.
0: Not a phrase you ever want to hear anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But you know what? I'm going to be honest. I've never heard of that muscle. I apologize. <laughs> that. that was funny. Yeah, was, that was hilarious. And I'm in a pretty knowledgeable NL-only league. Any deep sleepers you like on NL mm. teams? Ooh, I wasn't ready to go that deep. So no, deep. Uh, Well, NL-only, uh, you're talking about guys like Stephen Brault. Like, because but he might he might be piggybacking with Chad Cool. So whoever's getting those middle innings becomes very valuable because they should uh, fall into wins. That was the name that came instantly
1: to in my mind. Um, <laughs> Johan Margo, uh, Matt Adams. Like, just thinking about Braves. I mean, uh, I Austin Voth. Yeah, right. Voth just got
0: named a fifth starter. He might be owned though. But uh, there is a guy that oh, I just clicked. But of course, Voth popped that name out of my head. Oh, Tyler Molly. Molly is actually expected Molle. to be the one that takes over for uh for tony disco so yeah. if molly gets that yeah. spot he's definitely al only and if you're still in here please tell us that like if, if any of those names are available or if they're or even throw us some names that might be available and we can help because yeah. it's so hard talking. to even it's hard to we don't know if it's a 10 team 12 team 15 team and all only and then you're looking for like scraps you're looking for like who's like the eighth guy here that can like do this uh, derek rodriguez yeah that's a good name actually for um oh uh what's his face holland for the braves too i think i'm gonna look look up that roster i think holland has a uh spot on the braves rotation i know that because i remember reading about it like a month ago and let, for let me see if he's still project
1: on the, on the Derek holland
0: Derek holland yes on the pirates he's projected yeah. to be the sp4 so that's another deep name we're talking desperation there yeah. but there was one more question i Oh, this one right here. I was like, this is actually in the notes too. What do you make of all the secrecy surrounding the Jordan the Jordan situation? Are you out on him for 2020? Chris, have at it, buddy.
1: Dude, it is concerning. I own him in a few dynasty leagues. And the fact that we just don't know anything, it's like, what in the world? But then again, like you get the news of Zach Wheeler yesterday, who we knew we didn't know the situation. And then out of nowhere, like, oh, he's starting Saturday. And so, Man, he fell deep into some drafts that I've been in this week, like really late. And so, great value. He could be a steal for a lot of people, but right now, like I am concerned. (laughs) The Astros have been really weird with that situation, so I don't know. I'm I'm definitely concerned.
0: I was already concerned that in spring training he was having trouble with his knees, just staying healthy. So that alone, like his age and his track record of, of or lack of one for health, already concerned me. And then now you throw in this we're talking like legitimately two weeks plus of no news yeah. about the, about this guy. We have zero idea what he's doing and what's going on. I'm honestly just hoping he's okay at this point to be completely honest. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then like, yeah, like I'm kind of out, like at this point, would I, it dep- if I could buy low, it would depend for what, but I don't see him. Like I've heard of him going like in the, uh, like around pick a hundred towards the end. And that's kind of the, like, yeah, I don't want to give up a round of a pick, one hundred pick. Like, let's think of any like guys like Michael Conforto. I rather have Michael Conforto right now. I rather mm-hmm. have Mustakis, who's right around that range. And I have a hard time giving those guys up who I know are sure things for playing time for a guy that surely he could be better when he returns. But we don't know if he's been in shape. I got to assume this is like one of those really bad situations where he got it really bad because most of the guys that like guys that got really bad took time to get ramped up. But he's not, we're, we're hearing nothing.
1: We know nothing. Yeah, that's the concern, I think. I mean, the fact that they haven't said anything makes me think it's probably bad. And here, this is actually a
0: ComCenter Sports. He took Jordan in the 13th round of a 16-team league at 198. That's about right. Problem is, is that's probably the lowest I've heard of him going. Yeah, that's low. And Going back to the NL-only guys, I don't know how I for, I'm wearing the hat, and I forgot to bring up Elisir, Elisir Hernandez. He's a guy. Yeah. He just got out of the rotation. Great NL-only guy to go out and grab. Um, If you want to hear all about him, go check out SP streamer Mike. He loves them. He's been touting for a while now. And of course, your boss, Matt Williams says hi. So we'll make sure we say hi to him. Yeah. Hey, Matt, if you're still watching. So uh, let's get back to some of the news, though. But yeah, he's gone. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I figured he might be, but Tyler Molly might not be. He was a guy that just got kind of brought up in discussions today. So getting back to some of this news, uh, Dustin May was optioned and Jake Fraley were optioned. They were both optioned. Those were two surprises. What do you think about that? Did you were you? I'm not really so surprised about May, but Fraley really surprised me. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't. The Mariners don't have a lot of options. Like, why not give the guy a shot? I mean, really, like, he's a solid player. He was going to contribute, in my opinion. Like, he's one of their better outfielders. So I'm not really sure about that. And I think the Dustin May situation is just like he's going to be up next week.
0: (laughs) The Dodgers are going to Dodger. Yeah.
1: Right. So they're going to manipulate that. And, probably bounce him around up and down but I think May still gets plenty of starts I hope at least because I've been all over him <laughs> in drafts but Fraley man that, that stinks dude I'm I'm hoping he'll come back up soon like you're you're the new Mariners fan like who's gonna play in the outfield I'm the new exactly I'm
0: new and this <laughs> is why maybe I shouldn't have joined uh, I'm looking looking at I just I pulled up the roster resource page and it looks like they they plugged in Jose Marmelech Marmolejos. That is the most gringo way of saying that name. I apologize. I know that's terrible, but it's a. Uh, I um, I looked him up, he's like a career minor leaguer, 27 years old, never been outside of triple A. He played for the Nationals last year. He put up a 315, 330, 366, 545 uh triple slash on 101 games at triple A and with 16 home runs. And if you look at so if you look at his walks and K rates, he's only been over 20 percent twice at any level for a strikeout rate. So there is something there. <laughs> there is. I mean, again, this is very, very, very deeply. I mean, I'm. I find value in everybody. So don't don't mind me. But it's intriguing because again, it's like, well, what what did this guy do, and why is he getting plugged in over somebody like D Gordon who can play the outfield? Because right now, this secures Malik Smith. If if we were ever worried about Malik Smith, uh, if we were ever worried about Malik Smith playing every day, this secures it. Kyle Kyle Lewis, we knew was the everyday right fielder. So then this just leaves the left field open and I'm surprised maybe this gives D Gordon a little more run and if D Gordon gets more run he will run more. So there's that there is that's uh, worth monitoring because I know no, none of us are really um D Gordon guys but stolen bases are such a commodity this can do it.
1: Yeah, in in a short season dude like anybody could just go off on a tear and and get you a ton of stolen bases that that really gives you a boost. I'm just, I'm just, do you think Fraley comes back up? Like, I mean, is it a, a service time manipulation thing or I don't know. <sighs> I'm I guessing
0: mean, so, but I'm surprised. Cause he's already an older, I think he's like 25. He's already like an older prospect.
1: So yeah, he just turned 25. There he goes. <laughs> I'm
0: like, see, I am a good Mar- Mariners fan. Yeah. There he just turned 25 and someone said hi to us. I just want to say hi, DJ underscore TIP 14. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so yes, I just, um I didn't know what to think of that when I saw that. I was like, okay, cool. That blew, blew my mind too. But the one that I kind of noticed it because I do those I do those lineup takeaways for those f- like three or four games each team had. And the one thing that caught my attention was Austin Barnes getting the playing time over Will Smith on the first game. I think he might have – I think they split the games. And then it came out and pretty much said that Barnes is going to play two out of every five games. We're talking about a possible shifting in the guard too if Barnes outperforms Smith. Were you a Will Smith guy coming into the season? If not, if you were, what do you think now?
1: No, I, I don't think I have any shares of him, and I just I. thought he was going a little high, like for a guy that's kind of unproven. And I, I know he's a talent, like we we know what he's capable of. But dude, I don't. I just haven't been in on him. And if you are, like, kind of stinks if Barnes is going to come in and take playing time because Smith was going like fifth or sixth off the board for catchers. Like, yeah, I was never. Like to,
0: that. I purposely kind of ignored that whole situation to be honest because i just i don't know I wasn't in on the fact that you're paying for a catcher in the top five or six catchers who was already pegged for the bottom of the lineup like right. enough catchers hit the bottom of the lineup why am i gonna take him someone like salvador perez was going after him in a lot of drafts and salvador perez was a guy i always preferred just based off of uh lineup, lineup placement i want my catchers to get at bats you have a guy getting the bottom of the lineup even even on as great of a lineup as that is i just couldn't pay the price for it so, yeah, I was with you. And then we have uh, who's finally closing for the Pirates with Kella out. I've, I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> Kyle Crick. I've been a Kyle Crick guy, but that's just my guess. It depends on who you ask. I think it's going to be a mess. I think Crick does get the first shot, and if he can sustain it without blowing up, which might be hard to do, <laughs> he'll hold on to it. But it's going to be a mess. It's, it's not a situation I would go uh targeting what about you what do you think chris
1: yeah i'm avoiding that situation at all cost it could be crick it could be birdie who knows like it could be somebody completely random but it i it could want... be
0: a situation to just avoid <laughs> yeah i don't want any of that i'm waiting for michael felice to come back up and do his thing for like three <laughs> games and then people go blowing their fab on him. oh and he read somewhere that crick velocity is down i have no idea to be honest uh, all these radar guns have been reading in, uh, inaccurate actually
1: yeah it's hard to know
0: and moving on to just talk about more closer stuff. Scott Oberg, Hunter Harvey, all both of them went on the IL. Does this mean Wade Davis actually has a safe job? Like I hate <laughs> it. I took him in the main event as my third closer, but he's gonna get saves, like it or not. But he might blow up yeah. your
1: ratios. But if you need saves, <laughs> yep. I mean, he's your guy. I, if you uh, can
0: avoid, if you can avoid starting them in cores, that would be your best bet, obviously. Yeah, but. And what about uh, in Baltimore? Michael yeah. Gibbons, we've seen it in the past. I'm still, for some reason, stuck on. I have a few shares of him from early uh, draft champions leagues. So this is kind of you know, encouraging for those shares, but he's yeah. got to be the guy, right? Even though it's a yeah, bad I team. Don't,
1: I don't think there's any other option. Like I was actually loving Harvey's value. Cause like, uh, I thought Gibbons would probably start as the closer, but Harvey could have stepped in there. But now, it's who else could it be? It's got to be Gibbons, I think.
0: I I'm hundred percent with you. We have a question here. Thoughts on Kyle Freeland this year. Can he regain his form? I want to say he in spring training, he had some uh, uptick in velocity if I remember correctly. And I'm, I just don't want to bet on any Rockies. My thing is that I don't want to bet on any Rockies pitcher in a short season. That's all it is. He might, (laughs) he might, you know, regain some form, but I'm kind of out on the idea of chasing any Rockies pitcher. But are you a little more optimistic, Chris? No, not at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Like, he just doesn't, he's not the type of profile of pitcher I'm looking to take. And I think that 2018 yeah. season was kind of fluky to an extent, but he just doesn't offer like the strikeouts or, and then you're running the risk of him blowing up in cores and killing your ratios for a week or even in the short season. That's detrimental. Like in a roto league, if he has a couple bad starts. So I'm avoiding if I can. So you got to look at this. Com
0: Center Sports. I'd rather hammer my own thumb than own freely <laughs> That is fantastic commentary, sir. And Love it. <laughs> so let's let's try to hammer out a few of these, a uh, few more of these. I'm trying to be picky about what, what we uh, touch on, real quick, because sure. we, we only have nine more minutes left, and we both gotta get out of here. So John means on the IL. That's just upsetting. We saw it was likely heading that way because we saw the uptick in velocity, and he's going through a dead arm phase. I gotta think, and we probably all do that. It's probably caused by the increase in velocity. But were you, I'm sure you were excited about John means, but how are you looking at him now? Just somebody you're watching and seeing how he throws the first time around. Are you stashing him? Yeah,
1: it's a stash for me. Like I've, I've honestly liked him all trap season. Like even back in the the spring, I was really liking the value and then even better news in summer camp. Like you said, the velocity's up, like he's looking good. And then bam, that kind of stinks. So I'm, I'm stashing. I want to see what he looks like. If I have an IL spot, he's worth the stash to me. But if not, like, I don't know. It depends on how long the situation goes on. I think that's kind of the case for any, like, s- player starting the season on the I.L. Like, you don't – you just can't wait too long, like, especially, like, somebody like Means. Like, he's he, – he probably won't get picked up again in in 12-team leagues. So, I don't know.
0: He's one of those, if you have the spot, you stash him. He's like – he falls right into that – Um, I always call him Tony Cingrani because Tony Disco's in my head. But Anthony Discofani because Singrani used to be a pitcher for the Red Dog <laughs> But, Yeah. But, yeah it's uh, Tony, uh Anthony Anthony Scafani and John means kind of fit that if you have the spot stash them but they become your first cut if you need a spot they're not worth, right. they're not worth a roster spot on your bench otherwise that's how I look at it and going to the Cardinals closing uh situation Quan I can't never again I'm terrible with names I apologize but Kwang Young Kim he was given you know the vote of confidence he, he went in and closed the game the other day but Giovanni Gallegos is all, is about to return. He's actually the main part of this news about he's expected to join the Cardinals a few days into the 2020 season. Do you think Gallegos ends up with the job? Do you think it's a mix? What do you think is going to happen there?
1: I think it's another mess <laughs> like the pirates Dude, I, but I don't know. Like I was, I honestly didn't believe I was like, man, I just don't think they're going to actually use Kim. Like he didn't directly say like Kim's a closer. He's like, he's a possibility or I forgot the wording, but then he comes out and just look dominant. Yes, I think it was yesterday when he got the 3K uh, save, and so I'm like, shoot, maybe he is the guy. I don't know. Like, Gallegos is probably the best pitcher. Like, I thought Helsley might factor in, and then now Kim, I I don't really know if Kim comes out sharp, like he might be the guy, but I don't know.
0: That is so weird. <laughs> I it's such a it's just a, such a weird situation, one that I don't want to. Uh, get into but there is something I want to dive into and I forgot to bring it up at the beginning of the show talking about the Washington Nationals and Soto I thought so when Soto left I thought the possibility we would see is Eric Thames move up he's still batting fifth tonight so Th- Thames is still batting in the middle of the lineup I thought maybe Thames could slot into the three or four hole but it looks like they moved Starling Castro up to the three spot and if that holds that kind of adds to his value he was already kind of a sneaky deeper value but the thing I wanted to really bring up was the fact that Victor Robles is still batting ninth and he was batting ninth in those he was batting ninth in those uh, summer camp games. And this was something I was mentioning in those articles that was like, Hey, we got to watch this. We got to watch this. And just, it looks like it's going to hold up. What are your thoughts on Victor Robles batting ninth? And then we're going to get into some Braves questions.
1: Cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just not ideal. Like I would have assumed that with Soto out that Turner, maybe bumped to three and Robles to the top, but here we are, and it's not <laughs> happening. So, yeah, it's, it's not good for his value. Like the number of plate appearances he's going to see at the bottom, is just it's going to oh, hurt. Yeah, his, yeah oh, I mean, yeah. over sixty games. Like I know, obviously, over a full season, it's it's very detrimental. But in sixty games, like where you need every at bat, it's just not ideal. But hopefully, he bumps up. If Soto's going to be out for a little bit, but it doesn't look promising with tonight. So
0: yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah it is a problem and and real quick going back to the cardinals if things go south will Carmart get bumped to the closer spot we've seen it that's all i mean we've seen it happen will it happen i think i would get the first shot personally and Carmart, if he falters as a starter might get a multi-ending spot but we've seen it so i could be wrong he could be the next guy up but again it's a it's a situation we have no idea you see i'm shrugging i'm the shrug emoji yeah. right now <laughs> no but but braves who who's closing for the braves And I got to think it's Melanson,
1: right? It's Melanson. I don't, I don't think, I don't even think Smith's with the team right now. Like he still hasn't rejoined the team. So it's Melanson until otherwise noticed. Like, I think Smith probably just stays in that fireman role. Like he's going to get a couple save opportunities, but it's going to be Melanson. I'm pretty sure.
0: And while we were talking, there's been a couple, you know, just little things. Uh, The Braves actually activated. I have to make sure I read these right because I messed up the whole the Charlie Blackman thing today on my Twitter feed. But whatever. Everything else was fine. (laughs) Braves activated Freddie Freeman off of the 10-day COVID-19 injury list, which is great to see. We wanted to see him, like, be healthy. And this kind of solidifies that. he should. We saw him in the games. We figured he'd be ready to go. But this kind of is, like, a for-sure thing. And now, one thing that's actually very interesting was the Cole Hamels news that, again, just kind of broke while we were on air or just before. Was he's actually on the forty-five day IL, not mm. just the ten day IL. So he's like he's he's all but done for the season. Like, right, there is no yeah. offering him.
1: No, if he's on your team, cut him. Like, there's there's no value to be had. Sadly,
0: not, he's not even worth an IL spot. Uh, that's that's terrible, man. Like know. he was ramping up, and he, I guess that that tendon that triceps tendonitis really kicked his butt.
1: Yeah, he's been working with Max Freed though, so I'm hoping that he can pump some of his magic into Freed, and Freed just has a awesome year. So hopefully, he's good for that.
0: Oh, and Center Sports is just asking who was that. I apologize if I spoke fast. That was Cole Hamels. There was talks of him starting on the IL, but it straight up says on the 45 day IL, at least per this source I'm reading right now, word for word. So I mean, that's I mean we have three minutes left. No real last questions. Uh, I'm trying to squeeze in one little thing. You know what? Let me ask you, Braves fan. What are your expectations this year? I mean, I know it's a shortened season. You guys seem healthy. Let me ask you actually two things: expectations, but do you also think you end up with Puig again once he clears COVID?
1: I don't. I like to say yes, but like I don't really know. Like it was interesting for them to. I understand the reason they void the contract, but like if you know that it's just a fourteen day thing, like it seems like maybe it's just a money thing, and they are going to try to sign him again once he's good to go. It's less money they're paying, but it was probably like not that much money anyway.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I believe he's asymptomatic. So I believe it's a matter of just once he gets negative, he'll probably report to camp. And if he's somebody I'm stashing, if I can. And I hope so. Austin Riley expectations.
1: Uh, (laughs) This is such a mixed like opinion. Yeah. I love Riley. Like I'll just go on the record and say if the, Braves didn't think there was something that tank. They would have sold him two years ago when he was at peak prospect value. I think they really believe that he can be a star. You've watched him hit some bombs the last couple of days. There's holes in his swing. Like there, there's concerns. But the power is like legitimate.
0: A, I was gonna say, is he like a 250, 30 home run type guy with a little probably. more room? Maybe like 260, 265 peak average type of thing. Probably.
1: Yeah. If you got a two fifty average with 30, 35 bombs, like that's probably a, a reasonable expectation. He's no speed, so you just hope that he gives you the power and batting average. I mean, not, I'm sorry, not batting average. You're not going to get much out of it, but the power, the home run power is there. All
0: right, and honestly, I appreciate you joining me, Chris. I know we had a hard out 30 minutes. This was a lot of fun, dude. We'll definitely do this again because this was actually far more interactive than I was expecting. So thank you for all of you guys for joining in and listening to the show. Thank you for giving us those questions. Chris, remind everybody where they can find you and where your work is at. It's a, it takes about a minute, so I'm giving you a full minute.
1: <laughs> sure. You can find me on Twitter at Roto clegg C-L-E-G-G. I've got work kind of a lot of places at Fantrax, Roto Fanatic. I do some prospect work at Prospects Worldwide, uh, co-hosting on the Turn 2 pod. I'm actually going to be on with Eric Cross tonight on the five tools. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, So you can kind of find me a lot of places right now. Hey, thanks again, Mike. Oh dude, Uh, um, this was
0: long. I told you this was long overdue. You and I have talked a lot behind the scenes. So thank you for joining me. And of course, guys, thank you for uh, joining us again. Don't forget to hit five star rating review on the way out. This is going to be a podcast as well for those who didn't catch the whole thing. And uh, as always follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. And until next time, guys, we just appreciate the constant support and we'll talk to you soon.